Let's talk about disabilities today. I know, I know it's not, it's not something you're running towards. It's not something we want to think about. I get it, I get it. But how many times do I put you in an uncomfortable situation? <laughs> oh, you're listening to The Human Resource, and my name's Pandy Pridemore. I, you know, I, I want to do this because we had a show a couple of weeks ago, and we, ta- we, we, we alluded to um, the, the oversight of the Department of Labor, and it alluded, we talked about the oversight of the Department of Labor and the Americans with Disabilities Act. So I wanted to come back and touch on this again, because what, what fascinates me about some companies is they don't realize that that begins at the very beginning of, of any encounter or any engagement with candidates and employment. They, ADA covers candidates when they fill out that paperwork to apply for a job. And when they come in and, and meet with you, they're protected. I mean, they, they are, if you have 15 or more employees, if you are of a size that ADA applies to you, and that's not a lot. I would say the majority of the people who are listening are 15 or more. And if you're not there, if your business is growing, you're going you're gonna to be there much faster than you think. So what I wanted to talk about today is how do we handle conversations involving disabilities? Now, if you've been probably trained in ADA, and there's some really good training programs around, it's you'll, you'll have to admit that when somebody's got a disability, it doesn't go away. Almost all of us have a disability of some sort. And so it's something we have to live with when we're running a company or, or owning a company. And so we, I want you to think hard again about how your people are trained in regards to the boots on the ground, your supervisors or team leads, but even the ones that are doing the interviewing. Are they prepared for these kind of conversations? So let's, let's, let's take it a little further. Remember, EEOC oversees the Americans with Disabilities Act as well as Title VII. And that's the governing body that's going to have their their eyes on us during this topic. And they describe an individual with a disability as a person who has a physical or mental impairment that substantially limits one or more major life activity. Someone who has a record of such an impairment or is regarded as having such an impairment. Now think about what I just read. When I started in human resources over 40 years ago, disability was something like a, 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 a someone blind or someone who was in a wheelchair, someone with only one arm, someone who had very, very limited, uh, limiting abilities physically and who truly were disabled according to um, the time period. But now things have evolved to such a way that individuals with allergies, individuals who have migraines, individuals who have IBS, 
could be and can be considered disabled. Now, that's necessarily something we want to make sure all of our employees know. But at the same time, there are, I'm talk, we're talking about the laws that are in place to protect these individuals. You need to know how to deal with this. I have to remind individuals on a regular basis that conversations around disabilities happen all the time. And conversations aren't just verbal, but anytime you text, anytime you do chat room, anytime there's an email, any kind of communication is that conversation. So information about someone's health or if someone's coming to you and saying, hey, uh, my migraines are really, really bad right now, I'm going to... I'm going to need to start coming in later in the day. Or um, I'm, I'm, I'm just not going to be able to sit in a chair for eight hours. I absolutely have to get up and walk around about every two hours for my back. Here's the one I see more often than not. I know I'm not allowed to eat on the, the manufacturing floor, but my diabetes requires that I consume something every three or four hours. I have to be able to, to stick something in my mouth. Uh, candy or or something of substance. So I ask you, are your team leads, are your supervisors trained to handle those conversations? I was in a training program the other day, and it was interesting. I We were talking about disabilities, and we were talking about um, ADA, and one of the store managers spoke up, and she goes, oh, well, I've got somebody who, who's on crutches. And I said, you, you've got somebody on crutches on the, on the production floor? And she goes, oh, yeah, 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 she does this, that, and, and the other, and yeah, she's, she's doing great, great worker. And so I proceeded with, well, how, much, I don't know, how long will she be on crutches? Because a production floor is really not the place I would be putting somebody on crutches. And she Looked at me and said, "Oh no, it's 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 a permanent condition. This is this is going to be, this is going to be something that she has to do." And the corporate HR people who were in, clear in the back of the room, I, I mean, her eyes actually <laughs> got quite large. And and I said, "Oh, okay. Well, did you talk to corporate about this? Did, did does your corporate HR know about this? No, no, don't don't. I didn't think to didn't think they needed to know." Oh, okay. Well, if there's a conversation going on about health conditions or a disability, this is something that, I don't want to say the powers to be, but if you have a corporate HR, if you have an HR person, if you've got a safety officer, they need to know this kind of stuff. And conversations about health and disabilities should always be confidential. I get that, and I want to remind you of that. But at the same time, we need to make sure that we're providing a safe and secure workplace for them, for these workers. So conversations about disabilities or health conditions need to be communicated so that the team lead is partnered with someone who knows how to handle these conversations. The Americans with Disabilities Act requires certain paperwork. 
And this is, again, for their protection and for the protection of the company to determine whether you can actually accommodate someone with a disability. And more often than not, it's accommodating them in the position that they're currently in. This situation, it was a production floor. Crutches are not the safest thing to have on a production floor. So to accommodate this individual, they were going to have to move her into a different area. The team lead was not the person to make that decision. She can make a recommendation, but she doesn't doesn't know all the other workings of the, that particular company to, to understand where there might be another opening or where there might be a role that this individual can play and still be an active and productive part of their company. Partnership is extremely important. And, and that's the part that I really, really want to stress in this. The Americans with Disabilities Act requires, and, and so do a few other uh, situations, but they require something called the interactive process. When someone brings a disability or a health condition to a company representative, we always, as company representatives, want to start that interactive process. We want to engage with the employee, not in a judgmental way, not in a defensive way, but in an open way to say, how can we help? And those are the three words I want you to, how can we, oh, four words, four words, I'm sorry, it's been a long day. Four words, I want you to write those down because that's going to be vital for the success of your company working with these individuals is how can we help? You're asking to come in later because of your migraines. You're asking to consume items and consume food on the manufacturing floor when our regulations say you can't do that. Let's come up with a plan on how we can work around that. During the interactive process, you need to have that partnership because there are certain things that we cannot ask. We cannot say. And your team leads are not going to know this. So let's go over those. We can't ask an a applicant or an employee whether they are disabled or about the nature or severity of a disability. If somebody walks in and they're limping, we can't openly ask them, oh gosh, where did you, where, where, did you acquire that? Or, or, um, do you, do you, Need to work with a cane, or do you, you can't talk about that? Require the applicant or the employee to take a medical examination before making a job offer. So, if you're going to promote somebody into another position, or if you're even just going to make a job offer, unless the role requires it, like a DOT medical certification, or a, a, a job that requires very, very physical type work where the individual could jeopardize their own safety. If it's a cashier at a grocer, if it's um, a cook at a fast food restaurant, a medical examination can't be justified. There's no foundation for the need for it. So we have to be really careful when and how we do that. And then ask for medical history. That's, that's not necessary unless it is required, again, for the job. Current health conditions of family members is off limits. Remember, the GINA Act is something that, again, is a protected law, meaning that their genetic history or 
information of any candidate or employee is protected. So even if they say, I've got cancer, it is unlawful for us to ask, all right, but are your children likely to have it? Because we don't want to employ any of your children. Um, is this something your parents have? Because if your mom's had breast cancer, you know, you're more likely to have it. That is off limit. It has nothing to do with the relevancy of the job. But in the applicant process, we can ask questions about the ability to perform the job-related duties or functions. So again, if you need somebody to climb a ladder, you can ask them to demonstrate that. If you need somebody to lift 50 pounds, we can ask for them to demonstrate that. We can ask an applicant to describe or demonstrate how, with or without reasonable accommodations, the, uh, they would perform the job duties or the functions. And if an employee comes to you and says, this is, this is my medical concern, I believe that I, I'm going to have to request an accommodation, you can ask them the same thing. You can go that far at that point. You can request a medical examination if you suspect that they are unable to perform the job safely. Again, if it's a DOT job, a Department of Transportation job, that's going to be mandatory. But if it's a job where endurance or um, the physical use of their body is going to be imperative, you, you might want to consider it. But then also remember, we have to do it across the board. And again, only if you partner will you be able to make sure that all of these types of, of practices and and um, policies are being followed through. How can you help? It's a simple question. And if you're going to talk about disabilities, if you're going to talk about someone's health and how it's applied into your job and the role that they're, they're uh, doing for you, it's imperative. My name is Pandy Pridemore. You've been listening to The Human Resource. And I want to say hello to everybody out there in Massachusetts that's been calling. And uh, thank you for watching. Take care.